Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 164. Loving those evens, John. <laughs> Why is that? You got less work to do yeah. or what? No. It's different than the odds, you know? Mm. That's all I'm going to say. I like to play the odds myself. <laughs> I, I, I know you do. <laughs> what the fuck's going on, man? Oh, not We've been busy. Much. The last yeah. one was before Akon. Yeah, we've done a lot. Did you have any prep work for Akon? I don't even remember. No, I made a list. <laughs> nice. Went and bought some beer. <laughs> That's about it. Any uh, inspiration since? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I don't know. I was cruising pretty good on the Zangor, so that's what I've been working on painting. I got the four of them about two-thirds done. And then I realized that the Raj Infinity event's coming up here, so I switched gears. I want another DivaBot. They're pretty effective, and they're one of the few things that are really cheap in the list. Yeah. So uh, I'm almost done painting that. I think I got one or two more just little colors on the back and then the base and it's all done so been cruising on that it's <laughs> when i switched from doing zangors to doing the infinity models yeah you i feel like i'm really old because you like your eyes can't even focus on something so tiny at that point <laughs> so i was like god i gotta go get some fucking reading glasses dude so i started painting and like you just adapt pretty quick to it but there's still times where <laughs> I think I got to go get some low-grade reading glasses here before too long. I'm uh-huh. going to continue painting Infinity. So it's been fun. It's just real straightforward. You know, the Zangors, I'm still kind of exploring the models and figuring them out. But the the Infinity stuff I've done quite a bit of. So mm-hmm. uh, yesterday I brought up the Corvus Belly site to make a list. Oh, nice. Of the pick pick your mind a little bit for some. Yeah. We're having one I'll list or is it? Tips. Are we allowed two you'll, lists? You'll be able to to do two lists okay and you, you probably will want to make two two lists okay once the scenarios come out probably um, the next two weeks or so all right i don't even know like how you would make your list different i guess you would take different I'm specialists here for you john yeah yeah, yeah that, that's mainly the gist of it yeah like some scenarios you get points for killing specialists so like you actually don't don't want to take them ah or you know certain scenarios you know you want doctors or engineers or something sure. like that and then in the latest ITS stuff there's a lot of missions that don't actually require any of those you're just like trying to hunt down the other guy kind of so okay. um, I generally try to stick to mostly the same list because you know the more you play something the better you get at right. it if you just keep changing stuff <laughs> you're gonna have trouble finding your, your tempo or you sure know. that makes so. sense no I got the models I have Enough models painted to do up like two decent lists. So, yeah, depending what choices you have, you know, it may or may not even really make a difference. You you might not have you know something that would <laughs> be true. amazing for one particular scenario or something like that. That's, that's so, pretty accurate. I think uh, what I was going to do is make one big list that just had everything I had in it, so I have some idea of everything I have to play with here, and then yep. break it down into three hundred points. That. Sounds good to me. I basically <laughs> made one less for every tournament I've ever played in. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's all right. All right. They, even like the list making on that's kind of fun. I like poking around with their website. Yeah, it's really cool, really slick. Um, you can 
sort by any number of things there. So, like, if you need a hacking device, <clears throat> I don't know, have you gone into the sort features? Like, no. You could say, I got 15 points left, I need a hacker, and then sort by that, and it'll bring up every hacker <laughs> under 15 points. If you're playing a left, it's like, mm, sorry. Yeah, for That's that particular one, uh, it might not bring anything up. Yeah, but. it's just... I think their site is awesome. It is just leaps and bounds ahead of like War Scroll Builder, the AOS stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the War Scroll Builder was a community build, not a GW build. That's what but, I thought, but, but uh, they just incorporated it into the community. But still, like Corvus Belly's got the right idea there for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It integrates with their tournament system too. So if you can make your lists in that thing. And then you save them, and then you can like upload them into their tournament stuff. Ah. So if you're doing like an official ITS, so my mission critical stuff, you won't be doing that. But then they can like track how often troops are taken and what's in the best list, and sure, they can adjust points and rules accordingly. Ah. So it's kind of yeah. cool. But okay, interesting. So, so that's been the. The gist of my hobby. I did finish the bases. I never could match that goddamn base color scheme we talked about last time. <laughs> I got really close, and I I think I know how I did it now. It was multiple iterations of washes and dry brushes. Mm-hmm. So something I would generally never do because it takes too much fucking time. But I, for some reason, I I have this vague like behind the haze of all the alcohol I drink. Just keep <laughs> recollection oh, of having a little done green that. now, a little yeah. purple. So. That's where that's at. I don't know. It's been fun, though. I'm still enjoying it. I'm not taking anything too seriously. Mm-hmm. So what have you been up to? Oh, John, I was round basing pretty hard for Akon there. Mm, you were. all the demons. That's probably the majority of them, models-wise. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some big stuff left, but yeah. the majority of them rebased. On de- those are death ray design base toppers that okay. I use there. Sure. The space Aztec design. I, I think they're meant for Necrons, but <laughs> put my demons on there. So they turned out pretty decent. Bless the airbrush. <laughs> so the time it spent to paint them was equal to the time it spent to paint the edge black. Nice. And the time to uh, highlight the edges. <laughs> with So the actual paintings the same amount of time as those steps. So they went pretty fast. Yeah, it was probably like a minute per base oh, wow. for each of those steps. So nice. Well, if you're doing 75, it's still like a five-hour project. So you didn't paint them with the models attached. You did it all separate. I did it all separate yeah. and then hacked them off their current base, which actually wasn't too bad. And then I just glued them on. I pinned the big guy, but the rest of them are just glued on yeah. their tiny little feet, and none, none of them broke, so. Yeah, being plastic, um, I think you're safe. Yeah, I kind of remember having some issues previously, because the blood letters have tiny little feet, and then mm-hmm. there's like a tiny little join little to the ankle. feet, so they're not the best, but well, yeah, sure I could they see made it through, yeah. If you didn't prime the base before you painted it, your paint might separate, but. Yeah, I was wondering about that, but it seemed, seemed to hold up well. Besides those guys, got my Saga Forces completed. Mm. The last Romans, Eastern Romans, whatever you want to call them, Byzantines. Okay. Different names now in the new edition. So got those guys completed. That was a nice little slog there, but everything turned out pretty good. I had a lot of fun on them, and that's probably what I'm going to be doing from here on out, I think, with my armies and stuff like that is it's clean. It's got a little depth, but... 
that's fine. It's not like, OTT. That's, it. that's not. Um, it seemed like the amount of time, if you, if you want to get best painted, which that never really was to go, just to you know score your max pain points and the old tourney system. Yeah. So you want to do good enough, but um, yeah, I, I know I'm definitely not going to be putting the time in to make like a best painted force for Ever anything again. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now with these Byzantines, I was like, eh, <clears throat> looks good. I'm yeah. happy. I'm happy with, happy with the lower, like a 90% standard versus like a 90, 98. <laughs> and just by the law of diminishing returns, probably takes right. about half as much time right. to get yeah. that last eight or 9%. The last push. So, and actually I'm kind of looking at that with infinity net too, after my big tournament, I'm thinking, I think I might sell the yellow jackets and just oh. do like a basic force where if I want to add a troop type, I can buy it and then get it painted and like with an hour it's done versus sure. if you know you got like a five to eight hour slog, then you don't even want to start. Uh, I mean. On a single model? On a single. See, some of us enjoy the painting. <laughs> yeah. So for me, that's. Well, painting is, is fun. So after Adepticon, I painted up just this bard model for yeah. uh, hot dice miniatures on youtube he's having a paint contest where you okay. just paint a civilian model and then you can win a mat so i just painted it up and it was really refreshing not to have a color scheme that you're locked in on mm. <laughs> that that's where i think the fun fun is i could just do whatever i want sure. because i didn't have to think about having to paint another 25 <laughs> and whether this color scheme was efficient use of that time or if you're fucking yourself over <laughs> so I think that's why like with the yellow jackets um, I was just kind of sick of painting painting those colors so you're going to get rid of them because it's too much effort to expand the force yeah so I, I still like a lot of the Pan Oceania stuff so I have an idea to do like a different type of themed force yeah so I might just do something a little more basic Okay. Infinity 2, people don't care as much about pain anyways. Yeah. The number of accolades that roll in, John, are, are much diminished <laughs> from the Warhammer circles. It's about the uh, love of the hobby, Raj, <laughs> not about the accolades. No, John, it's the accolades. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I had a busy run-up to Adepticon. Okay. And then I, I did get it all done. Yeah. Have you done anything since? You said you painted one bard model. Uh, since then, I've been working on a shitload for Mission Critical. Ah, yeah, sure. But we can talk about that you yeah. know, a little we'll talk bit. Talk about that after we get into Acon a little bit more. Yeah. Do we want to get into that? Yeah, why not? So we went to Acon. <laughs> we did <laughs> we teams. We went to Acon. <laughs> we did the Team AOS event. Yeah. So what was the last Acon that you played at? Oh, God. It was before we went recall. to England. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's been like three or four years now. Where did now. we go there? 2013? Yeah, I think it was 2013, yeah. yeah. So... Once I fell out of it, because we went to England, that's why I didn't play that year. Yeah, I remember and then we I was like, like, popped in or whatever, yeah, because we flew in. We landed like that day when we got back. But once you stop, you're like, God, why was I punishing myself with like this <laughs> tournament grind out, man? Like uh-huh. I just, I was just been overdoing it for years, and that took some of the fun out of it. When you're just, yeah. there was no time to chill, other than late at night. You know, there was no time to just sit back and enjoy a day. So it was like, fuck it, I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So. No, I hear that. I was definitely there for the couple of years after that. Yeah. And then just this last two years. Last year, I was like, eh, it'll be all right. <laughs> this year, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be fun. It'll be a good good time. Yeah. So. No, I had a, I had a lot of fun playing teams. 
Mm-hmm. It's always one of the best ones. Yeah, so... What do we have? You, I had uh, Minotaur, mostly, Warherd. Two big units of... What do they call them now? Bulgors, buddy. Bulgars. Bulgars. Yeah, I want to get my terms right here. 20, 20 Ungor and then a Doom Bull. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I had two big units of Bloodletters. A couple... Two units of five Flesh Hounds. Demon Prince. Herald. That was about it. The Bloodletter combos with the Herald were pretty fucking solid. I will say that. Okay, like, but... It's something that's more of a threat on paper than actually. Yeah. I mean, if you say they do the mortal wounds on fives, if they're in that big horde, and then you can pump it up a little bit with some abilities. Yeah. So it could be threes or fours. Well, getting the double activation was huge, too. Yeah. But the bases were so big that mm-hmm. you can only get like seven or eight of them in. Yeah. They only have one attack each. So I'm guessing there's something out there that could probably give more attacks, probably. Like um. Blood secretors or. Yeah, you'd Bone have to look. Somebody did know. mention that you should have used the a different book. We just did generic chaos book, mm-hmm. and that there, I think it was Nickel that mentioned if you had used the corn book, it would have been a lot more powerful. Mm, so there is sense. that. That's a real amateur move. <laughs> yeah, just use that. Whatever the heck it was, <laughs> it was fun. What did we go? Uh, did we? I can't remember how the first game, we had so much vodka in the third game. Yeah. Kind of I made things a little cloudy. I don't remember how the... F- I know First we definitely we lost against the California stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it was Double Nurgle or Nurgle and uh, like Chaos Warriors or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But a Nurgle-themed Chaos went Warriors. In, killed some stuff, got bogged down. <laughs> Typical. And that was the, the end of it. And you know, you think I would ever learn the lesson that I have two big, big units, six Minotaur. What do I do with them? Use them wisely? No. Every time I throw them in, they get fucking surrounded and dragged down because they're mostly unsupported. And we didn't take any magic. Mm-hmm. I couldn't squeeze it in any which way. And then yeah. it's just not Demi for the corn, so you didn't take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, so if I always lose my Minotaur. or my Even I'll do the same shit with the Iron Guts where you just throw them in there. And sometimes with the Iron Guts, I got 9 or 12 of those fuckers, and they just disintegrate. Anybody doing multiple wounds. That's really bad business, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, but the Nurgle stuff, I don't know. I think the Blight Kings were a real thorn in our side. Yeah, They're hard to take. I down. remember now. I think I saw a picture of Butch painting up like twenty of those things. Yeah, or, <laughs> now you know why. So now that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And I also know that they did really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the team about it. I think they went three and zero. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Maybe there's a connection there. I'm not entirely sure, but it's come full circle because now the. the Handsome Point Boys B team's doing better than the A team. <laughs> yeah. Wow, those like exploding hits on sixes really yeah. ripped us out. Dad fucking added up pretty quick. Yeah, because he had like 15 hits, and then he rolled five or six sixes. Yeah. And that's well, like another 15 hits. Yeah, uh, got a bunch of D6s, uh, D3s, whatever the yeah. fuck they were. It was interesting. Jumping back in. Round two, we're up against a blast from the past. Hengel. Hengel and, and Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. I saw he, uh, Phillips immediately... Tried to put you at ease by saying he wouldn't put try to put his finger into your butt. <laughs> Which I was disappointed <laughs> by. <laughs> and then Hengel spent, had to take out a second mortgage because he bought a round of beers from the beer cart yeah. <laughs> for us all. They That's because they, they were feeling it, bad for pummeling us. Because before we started, Phillips was like, well, you guys could just write the wind down now. There's no way we're taking this. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Did that? Did say that? Yeah, he was talking about how they were, we were going to clean their clocks. But by, like, turn two, we were fucking demolished. Yeah. I don't think we even played it wrong, really. 
I did not know what those stupid Skaven, yeah, the ranges, rat ogre warp, shooty guys could do. Fiends or whatever. I think they shot five Minotaur dead, and then he got charged by like warhounds and killed. So, in that game, I had twelve Minotaur. Not one of them got a single fucking swing. Yeah, and then uh, I think it was the same thing with the blood letters. Because he just charged in the vamp lord uh, with yeah. a bunch of other stuff. They had a huge unit of blood the, knights, which just decimated on the charge. No, the vamp lord just killed them all oh, on his yeah, own. Oh, yeah, he did. That's right. None of the other guys got no, to even yeah. fight because yeah. he killed all 30 of them. There's a vamp lord on a zombie dragon. Yeah. And so, then and we the had no side. shooting. Like, what did we have? Like, did the Ungor shoot? <laughs> like, yeah. did it matter? <laughs> well, that one, then the double turn really hampered us because then there's definitely nothing that we could do right and then we take it had in a, the keister so he didn't stick his finger in my ass but I did take it in the keister was, that uh, game yeah. <laughs> metaphorical <laughs> <laughs> keistering uh huh and then eventually the other so it was like one blood letter unit just holding out even though it couldn't really do much yeah and then they fuck it they moved up went for the double turn <laughs> got it and then killed them all again without a single strike mm-hmm. so it was pretty amazing kind of cool yeah. to see those units and the destructive ability <laughs> of some of that stuff yeah there's got to be a weakness to wild. it because like they didn't win the tournament but if everybody well, they lost their like, first round so yeah if everybody played like us fucking muppets like, <laughs> i don't know we must have done something wrong there uh-huh. <laughs> clearly we're not that good at this game uh-huh. so. we, last, we did win turn three yeah we played against a uh, shooting they had a Sigmarine force. R- it was like Putin on the Ritz was their team name, and they had vodka, and they gave everybody shot glasses with the hammer and sickle on Yeah, them. much appreciated, friends. <laughs> I don't even think Putin is a communist, but that's a no, whole other story. No, they definitely really, not. It's just like their only thing, I guess, but anyway. Yeah, it's funny because that was the end of the day, so the vodka ran out, and that yeah. was the end of it, so... One of them then he mentioned coffee, and, vodka, or something. So yeah. then he went, ran and got that. Yeah, and then it was a full bottle. Yeah. And so then there was, it was probably three or four of those. fucking second thing of vodka was amazing. Like, the first one was good. But the second one, the coffee vodka was epic, man. Yeah. Holy shit. And you're like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, you're doing it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then, uh, despite all that drinking, I recovered no, pretty Wayne fast. Wayne Berry popped over. Oh, yeah. That's true. Us he bought a couple, couple beers. Yeah. Took out another mortgage for yeah. us. <laughs> so that one, we just moved across the board. And since they're shooty guys, their shooting wasn't particularly effective. And then we killed them. Yeah, once we, we got, got there, there. <laughs> they just crumbled. Yeah. It's a classic gun line force <laughs> in the old days. So yeah. that was kind of cool to see the, the it, Sigmarine stuff, I guess. Yeah, you got to see some good variety. Like the Sigmarine character on the mount kicked ass like usual. Those guys are pretty tough. You really got to surround them to bring them down. What else? I don't. I don't remember too much of that game after having had all that vodka. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was it. Three games. AOS. We fucking did it. What do you think about AOS then? Um. Yeah, it was all right. I think if I was going to play it regular, I wouldn't use a force with like hordes of models. Yeah. I think it'd be funner with like something with like twenty troops. Sure. You know, kind of what like Hengel and Phillips yeah. were rocking. Yeah. just kind of smaller units and then it's not so finicky with trying to measure everybody's in range and you're not moving 30 guys individually and yeah, you, so do, I you think did it, need some movement more, <laughs> I think it'd be more fun more streamlined just with fewer fewer fags yeah so. what what uh, any other overall impressions yeah. what'd you think of the it double cool. turn mechanic <laughs> 
Uh, that that was fine. Yeah. I really didn't have issue with that. Okay. Um, uh, I think one time it worked to our advantage, maybe. Yeah, it did. And, and yeah, you'll have It's over the course game. of a game, and you can kind of play to that, whether you hang back or kind of push forward. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, don't have any issues with that. It, I, would, I didn't like all the micro rules built into all the warband scrolls, yeah. and there was a lot of stuff to remember. Because right. it could happen on a six, and then there's this, and then you guys had magic items, but like you didn't have a list or anything, so like you just had to make a note on your sheet or something that you had whatever item, and then write down what it could do. Yeah, and remember to use it in the right phase. And yeah, so if you could master that, I think you'd be pretty, pretty better. good at that. <laughs> Doing a lot better, but um, yeah, just seemed a little tedious overall, but. I don't know. I can what, see that. What like there, there's just a lot going on, you know. Like they say, it's four pages of rules, but it's actually hundreds of pages of fucking rules because every war scroll tweaks the shit, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a matter of playing your list more, though. Like had we had we spent a bunch of time playing practice games, we would have been all on top of all that shit. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'll be uh, finishing up the round bases sometime this summer on them, and then yeah. I feel like I will be doing the Wood Elves um, after that, probably, as well. Oh, nice. So. Give you some variety. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good times. All right. So that was, that was your, your Akon? You yeah. Other than that, I just hung out. Pizzas. Had a bunch of beers. I spent a lot of time talking to Brandon Palmer. It turns out we have a ton in common. He's a real cool guy. Oh, cool. So yeah. I had a good time talking to him. We talked for a couple hours, even. Like It, it was cool. And then... Pizza was one of the highlights of the weekend. We went out for some fucking epic pizza, and then after we got back, one of my other highlights is always the pirate dice. <laughs> How'd you do? I did pretty well. I, I'm always a I'm always a contender in that. It was it was fun with Kevin and Ethan and Tom McClure played, and Lance and his lady friends sat down and played, and a couple other folks. I think I don't know. I was. Once I started playing pirate dice, I started swilling beer like mad. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah. But either way, it was a really, really good time. Really fun. Kind of disappointed everybody crashed about midnight, which probably for the best. So I didn't have like a pack yeah, of five a.m. repeat performance. But if they got <clears> their <throat> tournaments. They got to get to. So. Yeah. So either way, that was pretty much my kind of. I went home nine, maybe ten, eleven a.m. on Saturday after I walked through the vendor hall, but. I was in this daze from like booze and <laughs> poor sleep and all that, so mm-hmm. I just kind of walked through. I'm, I didn't even buy anything. I'm, like, well, I'm just gonna sit on a fucking shelf. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't really pick up any. I think I, just a couple Vallejo airbrush paints was oh, about it. I did uh, watch some Shadespire. Oh, cool! Skullbros were playing Shadespire in one of the fucking side rooms, like the first night. First night? Well, maybe I was only there one night, but. So I did pick up Shadespire, the box set, and then the oh, nice. Slayer pack to go with it. So I'm going to build those. That'd be cool. Yeah, See Bear and I play that pretty regular. Oh, yeah. When we meet up. Cool. Last Thursday. Some orcs for the corn holes. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm. So, well, I'll have some dwarves for that, so I'm going to get involved with that. Cool. I should really get a fucking game of Infinity in before a tournament, but... It's possible. (laughs) It's your call, John. I'm not going to twist my arm. (laughs) So maybe we can uh, set up like a lunch thing where we just, because this is 45 minutes, if we had our lists ready. It's possible. We'll we'll see about that. I I think it'd be a multi-day event. Hmm. Just if it's going to be a teaching refresher game on top of it, 
Yeah. All right. So. Well, keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> we don't. We don't have three and a half weeks here. <laughs> yeah. So my account was a little longer than yours. Mm-hmm. I rolled up earlier. Yeah. I was there on Wednesday night, and I played in the Infinity Escalation on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And through fortuitous events, I won that event. What? At the Yellow Jacket. So that's, that's madness. Cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. First Infinity event that I won. Winfinity, bitch. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> it pretty awesome, the last game. Yeah. So it is the big game. So everybody had the big uh, tags out, you know, big robots and stuff. And um, So my opponent, he had the Avatar, which is the combined army, like okay. the Mega one. It's like the most expensive one that you can get and has full armor and bts and can't like be taken over and stuff like that sure but he's he's kind of nervous because my tag has like the thermal optic camouflage so you don't even have to put it on the board <laughs> so he kind of knew you know that there was a large part of my army missing so he didn't want to go forward and expose himself yeah so then he kind of hung back didn't do that much and then on my turn yeah, I come out like the fucking predator and start bagging like hordes of his guys. Like I get in the backfield and then I get the jump on his tag and um, with a couple rounds of shooting, take it out. But then on my last order, I strayed a little too close to one of his little bots and then the fucking thing flamethrowered me. So I <laughs> burned off all the, the TO camo. Oh, oh, nice. And then it had a repeater on it. And then he made all his rolls. I failed my save, and then he took it over with, I think it's Overlord is the program, but he was basically in control of my tag then. Yeah. Because he, like, took control. And then on his turn, he marched the thing back to my side of the board and then started hunting my guys down. Mm. It's like, if I can see in a Robocop 2 in the warehouse, (laughs) this big robot. And you don't want to, I don't want to shoot at it. You know, it's my thing. On my turn, I can get it back. Yeah. But. Uh, but so basically just killing all my guys and then I'd had just enough though and he kind of didn't do his uh, targeting quite correctly he just kept shooting like one shot on everybody and my lieutenant Joan it was like a heavy infantry kept getting was able to sneak away yeah and stay alive till the end of the, the barrage and then on my turn both of us were basically depleted but I just had a few more few more guys left and I had my big lieutenant who could do some stuff and uh, ended up taking the, the final objectives with nice. her at the end. So it was, it was a really like crazy, amazing game. Sure. It's fun to play those big ones with those big robots and stuff. Cool. Uh, just laying down the firepower with the heavy machine guns and such. So, yeah, I had a blast with the Infinity Escalation Saturday. I played in the Saga event it's basically I played one day of the two day event. You could just pop in, play three games, and pop out. Okay. And it, I was a little sad because it was still running first edition, which I know that's Acon style, but the rules have been out f- since early February. Yeah. So they they could have made sure. it. But I understand if people are painting, there's certain war bands you could build that you wouldn't do that under second edition. So if somebody sure. was preparing for that, I get it. But so that was that was fun. But I didn't even really care or do any practice games with first edition yeah my guys what's the point so i just played my games had fun and then in the evenings i got lots of second edition games in okay so that's pretty good cool um yeah we're a little disappointed though a lot of those guys hadn't even checked out second edition because they're waiting for For the first edition yeah (laughs) so i was hoping i'd be able to get a lot of games in but i ended up doing 
half of my games are like learning games for people just teaching them. Yeah, I'm better play, than nothing because so. then you can stomp their ass, right? Yeah. Typical Absolutely, Raj style. Yeah. <laughs> See, you made a mistake there, Holmes. So, now we're going to capitalize. Yeah, good, good Acon. Very solid. Lots of new friends. Good times. Didn't get too too blitzed. But, uh, minus the vodka, you were pretty. Fucking, well, yeah, you were feeling pretty good for that vodka. Yeah, there was a, a little scent there. It's weird because it's like in the evening, and then you come back from it. Yeah, I know. And you're like, like eating pizza, and we had like four or five shots, and then I coasted on beer all night. Mm-hmm. Like it hit me hard early, and then I was fine. By the time we were eating, I was like, meh, mm-hmm. a little buzzy, but well, well <laughs> you know, I can still function. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. it was good, good times. Plenty of pizza. So Giordano's on Friday. Yeah. And Illuminati's on Saturday. And so. the Giordano's was fucking awesome. So yeah, how the Illuminati's a little better. Oh, yeah. A little better. Oh, I was able to confirm with that back to back eatings. <laughs> Look like you gained a little weight since I saw you last. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel about the same. <laughs> Horking down all this pizza. There's definitely other reasons besides pizza for that. <laughs> <laughs> Dad bod. <laughs> yeah. I'm working it out. So. Yeah, that's your fucking Acom, baby. Yeah, good times. Great oldies. Do we have a Patreon miniature painting pick? We doing that today? Yeah, I'll, we're gonna do it at the end. Okay, got it. So, what do you got? Audio, regular books? Yeah, you want to talk about? Sure. I'll be. There's quite an audio slog <laughs> for, the, your for the Acom stuff. Yeah. And uh, you want it to align, but you can't always. So I listened to The Prefect, which was by Alistair Reynolds. Uh. So he's the one who did the Revelation space stuff. Mm-hmm. And this one is, I don't know if you can call it part of this, this series. He writes these books, but half of them take place at a different time and don't have anything to do with like the main plot line in the first couple books. Sure. But these ones are actually better than that main plot line. I think he does best when he can just do whatever the fuck he wants and write a story from start to finish. Yeah. Versus the second and third books in that Revelation Space trilogy just kind of were weird. But the standalone ones are really good. Okay. And actually, this one has a sequel now that I'm going through right now. But the Prefect is basically, this guy's like a space cop mm. and, uh, you know, investigates space things. Space crimes. Space crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really describe it more than that, but um, just like Revelation Space, there's a lot of plot packed in, and then there's clues for everything. So if you pay attention, yeah. you'd be like, oh, that doesn't seem right, or that's going to come back around. Mm-hmm. But it, it does, but never in the way that you think. So it's really uh, cool. Really cool, yeah. So okay. if you're into space cops, <laughs> the prefect, that's the way to go. <laughs> All right. But yeah. Yourself, John? I'm going to talk about two things here, one audio and one regular book. Okay. So the audio book I've been listening to is the first book in the Lightbringer series by Brent Weeks. It's called The Black Prism. Uh, okay. This How's- is pretty good stuff. Okay. It's uh, it's kept me very motivated to paint. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I've had it on my computer for a long time. I haven't listened to it. And yeah, I was like, this Man. one... I was out of audiobooks. Okay. This one is always like on my like Goodreads list. Yeah. Of stuff to like check out sometime. Well, we never checked it out. But it never like it never it's never made the actual uh, cut. The cut, yeah. Always like definitely worthwhile. It's been recommended at some point, but I never have listened to it. So and what then, is it? Fantasy or what? Uh 
Yeah, it's fantasy, like kind of medieval times, magic, and that kind of shit. I don't think the technology level, you know, is is at all modern or even industrial. Um, it's like magic is based on certain people are just born as drafters. So if you see a certain color, then you can pull that color in and do magic with it, create stuff with it. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty cool concept. It's not like it's not like anything that I've read before. So it's got that going for it. So anyway, you know, typical like fantasy setting, old world style, but really enjoyable. That was a uh, Lightbringer. I did forget that I for I finished In the Court of the Sun by D'Amato. And that book it, it gets even it got uh, even okay. better than I talked about last time. So check that one out for sure. Like it goes all over the place. He does go back in time and then they follow him back in time and he's in Mesoamerica. Like he mm-hmm. takes over this Mayan dude and he's just he just lives there for quite a while and then it pops back into the future and super cool, super interesting, like fun stuff and little bit of like sci-fi not sci-fi more like magic-y type stuff with the way they play the game and can see the future and really well done though so i recommend that too but Mm -hmm. so then the paper book i want to talk about now i've been thinking about reading this shit for years and when i was in maui i found like two or three of the early in the series horace heresy books for two bucks each at the like friends of the library so you like use bookstore mm-hmm. so i picked them up and then i happen to have book one so i've been reading book one of the fucking horace heresy oh series oh boy horace rising and it is so fucking good dude all right i have like 20 or 30 pages left and like i thought it was gonna be typical like black library just not a very deep story a lot of like you know, violence, just over-explained fight scenes and no garbage sex. like that. No sex. There's no, no sex. No harsh language. Space Marines don't. They just don't. Mm-hmm. Apparently. But it is so fucking good. Like, it's yeah, a cool. super deep story. The characters are really well-developed. It's really awesome. Um, I I should have fucking read it years ago. I knew I was going to enjoy it. And that's part yeah, of why I was like... like- 40k you started with that yeah so and like the stories too yeah. are, that i relate i relate well mm-hmm. and uh i don't know I, I if you if you've been thinking about reading the horace heresy i know it's like fucking 15 years old now but if you've been thinking about it and just never did it for whatever reason fucking start dude re- the problem is the, the older books are now, really expensive uh, and there's like they just came out with another there's like 46 books in the horace heresy that's series right, yeah but the the older books like you you can't really find them. I don't know if they just stopped making them or what, but they're they're not. Some of them you see are look look like they're pretty expensive on Amazon. So hmm. either way, I got the first three. Two of them I had found in in Maui for like two bucks each, so total steal. Score. I bought one on Amazon for like eight or nine bucks, and then just to have the original trilogy because that's what it was before it really spawned off in all these different directions. Now, it's so good though. Like I, I'm well impressed. Dan Abnett is really, and I've read like, I think he did the Gaunt's ghost stuff and I've read some of his mm-hmm. stuff before and I really enjoyed it. So yeah, there's going to be a land raider sitting on your shelf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of noise Marines. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But I got all that Eldar stuff still, so maybe it'll motivate me to paint. Uh-huh. So far, it's cool. Like They're just going across the galaxy, kind of kicking ass and taking over shit and mm-hmm. expanding the Imperium. Cause it's back during the Great Crusade before before the Horus Heresy. Good times. It's, it's super, super good. I'm I'm well impressed. Had I known, I would have done this years ago. I'm tempted to get into the After Eleanor podcast because that's all based on on mm-hmm. this shit. But 
I've heard White Tech talk enough, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I uh, so I'll probably get into get into that podcast. I just don't want to get into any spoilers, so I got to go look at the podcast and see if it's like an episode per book or if they how how he lays it out. So, but now I'm like all fucking nerded out on it. So <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really good. So. What uh, what's your current obsession, buddy? Oh, I'm glad you asked, John. I've been playing some Netrunner, my man. What? You ever heard of that? No, living uh, card I've heard game. Of it. Yeah, so I picked it up maybe around Christmas time. Yeah. Found a couple nerds in my nerd realm who mm. were, were interested in it. And is it a board game? Or is it a card game, you said? Yeah, it's a card game. Okay. And um, the reason I picked it up was, you know, it's all about hacking and you're the runner <laughs> making runs on the corporate HQ and stuff, trying to break in, yeah, they, steal their agendas. And this stuff. was a thing like in the 80s or 90s. I remember yeah, being a kid and there was it a got Netrunner. Picked up. Yeah, it was Netrunner in the 90s and then Fantasy Flight like rebooted it. Okay. So I don't know how close or similar it was yeah. to the original, but probably around 2012, 2013, 2014 is when it came out again. Okay. And it was really popular for a while. And then a couple of years ago, some of the cards really turned off a lot of the audience and stuff. It sounded like they were imbalanced. Okay. And then, but now they've revised everything, so it's kind of like a second edition somewhat. They banned some cards, and there's like a revised core set. So I picked that up. I've been playing against uh, this guy up in Wausau. So the reason I picked it up was I kind of – that theme and stuff goes along with Infinity. So I was thinking sure. maybe to have some kind of associated – Netrunner thing going at Mission uh, Critical on the side. Yeah. Um, for for this year, that that's not going to happen. But in yeah. future years, it could. And it, it's kind of known for being complicated. Mm. But like Infinity has that reputation. Yeah. But once you get down to, it, I don't. I don't think that it is actually. Sure. It's just the cards have a lot of verbiage on them okay. that interact, and, and it sticks to themes. So like. There's subroutines, and your hand is your grip. So, like, it uses all those words where uh, other game you would say, like, your deck or your hand or something. Right. Or it's, like, your vault, R&D. And, well, yeah. So it uses all those terms and stuff like that. Okay. So that might be why it's kind of confusing. But, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty... It's a pretty fun game. I've been listening to some Netrunner podcasts because <laughs> there's, like, a ton of them out there. It's kind of weird. Anything you're into, like Morris uh, yeah, Heresy, you look... You can find a bunch of podcasts about it. To After Eleanor, dude. Yeah. Good old White Tech. He's so, all over that shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'd recommend. It's definitely something you could just pick up that core box, and then you could be set, like if you just wanted you and your buddies to play. Okay. But then they come out with regular uh, kind Expansion of boot, boosters. Packs. Yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. But it's nothing that is required. But uh, depending on your faction, those might be like auto buys. But yeah, depending on the cars, but there's no... Magic, yeah. You know, just no random. If you if you want those cards, you just you just buy them and you get them. So ah, okay. Um, so it's not like you're there's a rare card in this booster. Yeah, there's no nothing like that. Yeah. What what they do do is do do. You can have up to three of any card. So some set, and I think this is like X Wing too, where it'll uh, there'll just be one of those cards in there. Yeah, you can take it up to three. So like if you were to want to go to a tournament or something, you'd have to like buy. Three, three of that mm. set or something like that, just to get three, sure that, that good card or something like that. So I, that could be an issue, but overall, yeah, that random uh, 
pay-to-play aspect always turned me off to Magic and those games right. when I was a young lad. So this like artificial still, rareness to the cards. Yeah, that, it's like fake value kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty fun. We should uh, maybe one of these lunches. I'll run you through it. Yeah, it could be something. Have lunch upstairs and nerd out a bit. Yeah. Just set up a t- table in the cafeteria. Draw a crowd. Should bring our models and our some infinity <laughs> some terrain. Infinity, yeah. Have a game. <laughs> Get it going. Start a century war gaming club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just getting into it, and it's it's pretty fun. I like to delve in a little more. Cool. Give everybody a run through. See yeah. if anybody's interested. But it's kind of it's like Shadespire where you can play a couple games back and forth because one guy's the corporation, the other guy's the runner. Yeah. And then the game could be like ten to twenty or thirty minutes. So. You can go through pretty quick. Hmm. You just flip flop. Okay. So, good times. Cool. Anyways, got to get going here. You got a pick? A musical pick? Well, I do have an obsession yet. Oh. <laughs> Would you like to lay it on us? Yeah. Fucking Rimworld, dude. Oh uh, yeah. Here oh we go. my shit. <laughs> I know it's. It was a Kickstarter back in 2013, and I've just been kind of watching it on and off because there's let's plays on YouTube that I'll listen to as I work, and I. It's probably been like a year that I've been thinking about getting into this, and I purposely didn't because mm-hmm. you know how it goes. Yeah. And have you talked about this before? No. Okay. No. What kind I, of game is it? It's like base building, base defense, resource management, uh, some degree of human interaction. Ticks all the right boxes for it's, you. Yeah, like you know, you need yeah. You know, essentially, like. The main storyline and the, like the community for it's awesome. I'll talk about that in a minute. But the the game itself, you're on a spaceship and it's about to blow up. So three of you make it to escape pods, crash land on this planet, and you got like all these different skills and all these different not abilities like uh, personality traits so that like a survival yeah type thing. So okay. you just crash land on a planet with like some steel, some wood, some food, and then. You gotta fucking like build a base, and then like to win the game, you can either travel across the continent to get to the this other spaceship, or you can build a spaceship. Mm-hmm. But really, nobody ever makes it that far because it's fucking hard. So uh, it's like it's it's like the graphics are it's pretty basic. Like it's almost like an old. I mean, they look really good; they're well done. But it like the style of it's almost like an old Nintendo like uh, role play game, like, like top down yeah. little characters that just walk around and do stuff. And at first, the game seems a bit complicated, and it kind of is. But once you understand what's going on, like because there's so many little things you can do, and like you always start with an animal. If it's a cat, it just does its own thing. If it's a dog, you can train it to do stuff, and mm-hmm. like you can get a fucking boar and train it to do things, and. Yeah, it's so uh, like the the community for the game is just insane. So there's like, if I had the time, which I, time is hard right now, but <laughs> when I have the time, I'm definitely gonna get into modding this. I want to make a Dune mod for it. Uh-huh. But there's like, just so you can play like in the Arctic, where you pretty much have to just like grow grow shit to sell it and then trade it so you can get the things you need. Or you can play in the middle of the desert. You can play in like temperate nice areas or in the mountains. So there's all these different like the game changes just based on where you're playing. You can play in a swamp and the fucking mm-hmm. bugs will eat you dead. And this is the versatility and that's really fun. But the community itself is awesome. There's like cool forty K mods for it. There's dwarf mods where you just start with seven dwarfs in a mountain and you have to like build a stronghold or build like yeah, build a fortress and there's another game like that. It's uh, it's like just the versatility is awesome. The community is huge. Like the mods are super fun. It's it's a 
.NET programs. It's written in either C Sharp or VB. I haven't even looked into it. But so we can get on the work computer. Think, do a little yeah. <laughs> programming windows yeah. up. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> no, they, they probably wouldn't let me pull it down from like uh, a GitHub or whatever it's whatever the source base is on. But but yeah, it's stuff like programming I've been doing for years. So I should be a, like a master at this mm-hmm. when I get into that. That should be a lot of fun. And uh, ah, yeah, I'm just obsessed. Like I I've done nothing but I I finally bought it Friday. And then, like, Friday night, like, 8, and then I played till like, 2 in the morning. And then I got up at 7 o'clock on Saturday, yeah. and I it's played until, like, tweet. 11 p.m. or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I took a break to go to the store with Brett just to try to keep the wife happy. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I was, like, it's, it's, I can't remember the last day I just sat there and didn't do anything all day. So it was nice in that regard, but, like, I literally yeah. just played that all day. And then, so you play all day, and, like... I don't know. I'm just like figuring shit out, building this base, just mm-hmm. doing like kind of simple. There's not even scenarios. There's scenario mods, so you have things to do. But otherwise, you're just base building, defending, and trying to get off the planet. But and like I didn't know there's things, reasons you wouldn't take certain characters. But I ended up with like three pyromaniacs. So when they have a mental break, they just go around and start everything on fire. <laughs> they just constantly. Well, like you got to keep their mood fires. up. So yeah, like if they they'll have a mental break once in a while if they get unhappy enough for whatever reason. Then there's like ten or fifteen, twenty things that'll make them unhappy, and then like colonists just die all the time. Like there's a lot of death, and you can like you'll you'll get raided, and people will come in, and you'll have to like you'll you'll shoot them, and then they'll go down. So then you can choose to like kill him, <laughs> capture mm-hmm. him, like. You strip like, them. Like you a would, slave or something? No, nah, you don't get slaves. Like you can capture them and then try and recruit them, or you can capture them, heal them, and release them to like improve your relations with these other factions that are all around the map. Or with with his other faction, players or just computer? It's computer. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's gone online yet, but that would be because you can also like put a caravan together and go trade or go raid somebody else's base that's going on. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, like it, it gets really greasy. Like some of the people are cannibals, <laughs> so like you're you're constantly hunting animals for food. But you could like just butcher up a human and then make meals out of it. Like it's it's nice. and like you if you if somebody goes down, you'll like strip them so they're naked, and then you'll kill them because nobody wants to wear a dead man's clothes. Like it's it's just so much cool stuff going on. It's fucking fun <laughs> and nuts. Like it's it's I don't know. It's a good time. I'll I'll stop because it's been like four or five minutes, but. If you're, if any of this sounds appealing, just check out RimWorld. Like maybe Steam or, yeah, it's on Steam. It's thirty bucks, and then the mods are obviously free. There's no like downloadable content. It's not even a full release yet. It's still in the in beta. So, but I haven't had any issues with the game at all in terms of functionality or crashes or anything like that. So, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty advanced beta. I don't know when the official release is going to be, but, Hmm. um, oh god. Like I'm obsessed right now, fun. man. <laughs> I just lay in bed and think about it. Like, God, if I had this to start, what, like, what would I do for a base? <laughs> and what would be fun? I really want to do a Dune mod. I haven't even looked to see if there is one, but I think I could make a really fucking awesome one. So that'd be a lot of fun, too. Cool. Anyway, music pick. So I did just pick up four new albums. I mean, I haven't bought music in a while, mostly due to blowing my cash on this fucking house. Mm-hmm. But... I just realized that in the last year, four bands I really like have come out with new albums. So I bought Frank Turner. Frank Turner's album's not fully out yet. It's kind of a pre-release, but you get like five or six songs. And then Brian Fallon, Flog and Molly, and The Tossers all have new discs in the last year. So I'm going to play a couple tunes here off Frank Turner's new CD, which is only partially released. The CD's called Be More Kind. So here we go.
Frank Turner, what do you got for a Point Hammered History, buddy? Point Hammered History, John. Well, I've been working like a dog on this mission critical stuff. Mm. Painting symbiomates right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen the, there are some seen the photos. And uh, everything else. First year kind of doing it from scratch. And then um, basically this is kind of on my own. So the pack of stuff has always been with Bear. And then Crystal helps out a lot and everybody else. Sure. So it's kind of weird to go back to kind of being a one-man wolf pack, although Bear's helping out with certain tasks. And uh, this guy, Josh, who is uh, from nearby, is helping paint some stuff. But it's kind of weird. It kind of reminded me of the final uh, two, two-day two tournament that I did before Wapaka. Sure. Just the amount of terrain that I had to do for that. <laughs> that was all that. Basically, it reminded me of the snow terrain that I did. You remember that stuff? There was all, like, it was probably like seven or eight tables of terrain I used white felt 
No, not felt. White uh, shower curtains cut uh, to four by six. So it's just white. <laughs> yeah. And they're only like you know three or four bucks a pop. <laughs> and then I uh, used a homemade foam cutter that you showed me how to make <laughs> from the uh, soldering iron. And then yeah. you just stick a wire in there. Yeah. So I was able to make these uh, rocks. So you kind of just do like jagged edges mm-hmm. around the edge. And then I bought a bunch of just whatever the evergreen type trees that you can get with like little wire mm-hmm. bottoms and then he, yeah, I stabbed them in the in foam there. core and then I decided it was all going to be snow too for some reason so <laughs> I ended up making like huge batches of just the baking soda <laughs> snow with glue yeah <laughs> and then just covering everything with it those trees were around for years after yeah, that. yeah. and I think bear might even at some point we got some of the old Jayco stuff, and I think I think some of those trees might have been in there, like the I'd that winter. That's where they ended up. Yeah, but like the all the rocky stone hills and stuff, those were those were long gone. Yeah, and I never knew what happened to those shower curtains. Be a <laughs> lifetime supply now. <laughs> but I remember I was up until that night working on that shit till like midnight, and then I was living at a house with Adam and Al. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're going out. I'm like, fuck it, I'm done. So we went, <laughs> that was drinking it. that bar till like, yeah, close, so two. And then we came back and drank in the basement. And then um, I think it was about at four, and then got up and ran that tournament. <laughs> that <day>. Sounds <laughs> yeah. about right for that day and age. Yeah, so this is 2007, probably. <laughs> I'm so strange thinking about it right now. But, um, yeah, I remember just having that overwhelmed feeling. And I'm currently experiencing it right now, even mm. though we're like a month out. But there's a lot of stuff that gets done. Sure. And the thing is, a lot of it is stuff that I want to do for the narrative and stuff like that. That yeah. would be really awesome. But like, if it just didn't happen, like <laughs> no one would ever know that that was yeah. missing from it. So <laughs> and it would still be awesome. Yeah, it would still be pretty fun. But there's a lot I want to do with it. So I'm gonna be working pretty hard on it over the next four weeks here, trying to do do as much as I can. Cool. To, to make it awesome. But right now, my goal is to get all these symbiomates done by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. I did like 10 of them, but that's still less than 10%. Oh, God. <laughs> but the airbrush is coming through. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm painting like claws and eyes on them, but it, it's really tough to like dial it back to. Yeah. You're like, this is a model for like an One event. event. Yeah. And like, you know, doesn't, who cares about the mold lines? You know, I did all that stuff like months ago but I wasn't able to work on it because I was doing all the AOS rebasing and yeah. my Saga stuff <laughs> so now I'm getting back to it pretty hard but it's tough dialing it back did you buy all these or did they gift them to you no I had, to, I had to buy them? them yeah okay I worked on them for several months all the contact <laughs> channels until finally someone got back to me uh. and, uh, like who the fuck is this guy like what <laughs> but they had heard about me on some of the Infinity podcasts, so they knew that I was a real guy <laughs> and that I would put these to good use. So yeah. eventually, they did agree to sell them to me. Mm-hmm. So it cost. <laughs> uh, it was no, it was cheaper than yeah. I told them what I was willing to pay, and they came in on the low end. So they they met me halfway there. So yeah. um, nice. Yeah, Johnny, got a podcast, my man. I do. This is a real estate podcast because that's pretty much all I listen to. Got it. It's called Bigger Pockets. Bigger it's Pockets. One of the, 
It's one of the bigger podcasts, one of the bigger communities in the real estate investing. Yeah, there the community is pretty big, and if if you're into real estate stuff, you should definitely check out BiggerPockets.com. Yeah. The forums really valuable and huge knowledge base. I met a guy on there. I met a handful of people on there. Some I've like actually hooked up with and like had lunch or whatever had sex with. with. No, it's not like <laughs> Tinder or Grinder or <laughs> whatever your flavor of the day is. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, check out the podcast. It's the guy on there is like in his like low to mid twenties, so he's a little irritating in that mm-hmm. young idiot kind of way. But I think the information is valuable. They always have good guests on there, and the the other hosts do a solid job for the most part. And I'm not saying he does a bad job; just some of the things he do irks me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so yeah, check out Bigger Pockets if you have okay. any interest in the Bigger Pockets podcast. They also have a new one called Bigger Pockets Money, which mm-hmm is about that aspect of real estate, like now acquiring money. and On a side podcast for some bigger penis podcast. <laughs> the, the bigger penis money podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Telling people how to get a bigger penis. <laughs> some of these real estate podcasts you listen to, there's this guy, Clayton Morris, who used to be a, like a, one of the talking heads on like Fox news or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it's, it's a pretty good podcast, except that the commercials, he's hawking like hair regrowth and boner cream. Like, <laughs> Like, dude, you're losing all credibility. I stopped listening. I was like, you know, I just, like, I can't take this guy seriously. He's literally hawking fucking uh, some kind of male enhancement that will grow hair and give you boners. Like, this is clearly some kind of fucking scam. This guy needs some kind of screening. I mean, you tried that product. It didn't (laughs) work as advertised. (laughs) Now you're done. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it wasn't cheap. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, if you if you have any interest, that's a good place to start with uh, real estate stuff. Is Bigger Pockets podcast? You got any useful hobby product for yeah, us today? Yeah, one for you. Going in the world of technology here. It's the Game Four application on your cell phone. It's called Game Four. You might it might have heard of it. Mm. It's been around for a couple months here, and um, one thing was okay. So what it is is basically. You can kind of put yourself in there, and then you can kind of set up games and kind of broadcast to other players and people with the app. Okay. So it connects you to play with other players. Um, right now, it's focused on the hobby shops, so you can set up events and stuff like in there, and then other people with the app can see it. So if you're like a basement gamer or into obscure games or something like that, you'll be able to broadcast it out. Um, I've been waiting to talk about it because, like I said, it only works with stores. So I can see why they're focused on stores because okay. um, they can benefit from it. There might be some money there. And then um, you don't want to make an app that makes it easy to get people over to your basement if you're, <laughs> there's creepy folks out there. <laughs> but they will be adding the functionality. I talked with the guy. Um, this is um, Tabletop Adam's work. So he's on Tabletop Minions YouTube. He's based in Oshkosh here. So he's been mm-hmm. to Packet. And some some of my he came to Raj Podge last year and okay. talked with him. So I think this is kind of his brainchild. But sure. finally used it, and once that functionality is built in there for the other location. So I want to put Mission Critical in there, for example, but it's at a hotel, so I I can't put it in. Mm-hmm. And then like I want to put my monthly Saga meetups, but those are happening at my house, so I can't put that in there yet. But they yeah. said mid April that functionality is going to be in there. So cool. Should be any day now, but it's a really cool app. So I know the uh, Madison infinity guys 
found out that there's through the app that there's like an entire other group of infinity players in Madison. <laughs> that they didn't know about each other. <laughs> uh, but thanks to the app. So just way to get out there, depending on your area um, and your, your group. Cool. You may find it more or less useful, but mm-hmm. I think it should be pretty good for this area. Um, any kind of suburban or more rural thing. I think there's a lot of basement gaming going on. Right. So there's all kinds of players oh. out there and stuff oh. like Saga too. I think is a real basement game. So I'll throw my hopeful. my Magic the Gathering get together. Yeah, today. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can put that on there. You can. It's not just for for war games. That's like a category. Yeah, but you can do card games and whatever on there. So you could definitely connect through through people. Sure. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. In Wausau, we do have a hobby shop, but I don't. It's kind of a pain in the ass to go there and. Right, it's not nice in there. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. It's just like it's, all open. It's not good. Loud. I mean, Galaxy is a lot nicer in comparison. Yeah, but Galaxy doesn't have a lot of space for the war gaming and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, I love to connect with some of those folks, but uh, not actually have to go to that hobby shop. So, <laughs> sure. Do you ever get uh, like you do a lot of YouTubing? Mm-hmm. So we've been putting all our Magic games on YouTube. Sure. So I got like forty games of Magic nice. together. Like old school on youtube now and people are nasty on there um yeah <laughs> some pretty nasty I comments haven't, if you're not up to their standards but oh it's hilarious to me like uh-huh. i appreciate that over a positive comment <laughs> like people just ripping you apart is hilarious yeah i haven't received too much uh, negativity but yeah just interesting what have, what have you uh the last Did you engage with them no, not at okay, all. Like yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm uh, not gonna be trolled. Yeah, I know but. a couple guys. Like uh, in Wasa, there's this guy who's actually one of Kelly's friends. He does like model kits yeah. and stuff. So he has a pretty big YouTube channel. So we chat about that and stuff. But he's he, he's a fat guy. So you, um, you know, some he's not on the camera usually. Yeah. But sometimes his like arms and stuff are. <laughs> and then people just make like Rudy horrible. Fucking, yeah. yeah things about fat guys but then he will like engage with them and like delete their stuff and go to war but mm-hmm. he thinks it's kind of funny too yeah. though but you can't you certainly yeah, can't you let can, the internet no no you. no <laughs> in this day and age like anyway that's that's so off topic but uh-huh. we just got a really nasty comment yesterday and i was like jesus that's probably the worst of the bunch we gotta i don't know it's kind of a signifier of like what a horrible life that person has. Yeah. Well, that also, they, they, they're looking for a boost by yeah. shitting on <laughs> someone's like random video that they posted up for five. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, whatever. Like, it's it's entertainment for me. So that uh-huh. if I would get like five or six of those a week, I'd probably make more videos because it's just entertaining <laughs> to read them. So <laughs> as long as I didn't get too repetitive. But like, what can you really say about a game of Magic: The Gathering? But uh-huh. anyway, interesting. You got a sex toy for us, John? Not necessarily Something. a toy, but I do want to a talk sex about... sex tool. Somebody retweeted <laughs> on Twitter this... Uh, some Bailey J post that she had put on Twitter about making VR porn. Mm. So I was like, well, what is that about now? So you can kind of like click the, click the link and see her like holding the VR headset. and like, You can't really see anything mm. like graphic or weird, but... I think this VR porn thing is probably going to pop off before too long. <laughs> I'm sure. I think porn leads the way. Yeah, and, I think uh, they they are all, you know trendsetters here. The 
I don't know. It's intri- it's intriguing because when I was at the the tech conference in Milwaukee, I got to sit down and use the VR machines for like an hour. Oh, cool. So I tried all the different VR headsets that were available and several different types of programs. And then some of the headsets that are alter- augmented reality, so not mm-hmm. full immersion. And yeah, I don't know. The possibilities here <laughs> seem pretty VR crazy. So, you might get a entire VR porn room. Just, just <laughs> set up here. Yeah, Google just opened up their uh, VR to the community for like so people could develop against it and stuff like that. So that's, I think this shit's gonna pop off. If anybody has any experience, there must <laughs> it must be selling because they're making it right. Uh-huh. So if anybody has any experience, well, I think a lot of the early adopters are young males. Oh, so I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's a market there. Yeah. So. Just shoot us an email. Let me know what that's about. Give Johnny your tips, <laughs> some advice. What uh, rigs work well? I Google search it. To Waterproof see if, ones to see to see if I could come up with anything really to talk about here. And it, Pornhub does have like a VR section, so I don't know if it's free or it's a subscription or what, but but it's out there. It's a thing. So, so you could like stream VR stuff. Yeah, currently say there uh, could be like a VR YouTube or something someday if somebody. Yeah, or YouTube could just have VR content, yeah. you know. So super cool, wow. like the po- and like not just for porn, but like just the whole VR thing itself was pretty awesome when I did it. So mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. This is a new angle. <laughs> yeah, I've seen seen some stuff for like augmented reality games and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't, it doesn't seem like anything's really taken off, but I've seen like where you put on those headsets and stuff, and then you play your card game, but then when you put a card down. Like your little Pokemon creature or monster or whatever pops up and it's like a little like hologram. Sure. Like on the card itself. And then it kinda like if it attacks something it'll like interact with like a card, but it's all, you know, just virtual. That's pretty fun. Like that's awesome. I played a Spider Man VR game at the conference and it was like you're just Spider Man sitting in a building and you can do different (laughs) things. So it it was it was cool. Like I think shit's going to get nuts and awesome at some point here in the future. But, yeah. Anyway, if anybody has any experience with VR porn, shoot us an email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think we're coming to a close here, John. We have our Patreon contest. It's been three months. So a couple things with the Patreon. Due to a snafu, we missed our four-week window. What? So What does that mean? Well, when I looked at the last podcast... It said the 14th, but since you had that mistake where you put them out of order. Um, so I thought we had until the 12th yeah. to get our four weeks out. Okay. So we didn't meet our four-week threshold. What does that mean? Uh, it just means I won't be charging people for April. So. Oh, I got you. So for I didn't even episode, know that was I'm, a thing. So. Yeah, so four weeks was two two days ago. Mm. So we missed that. So this will be coming out whenever, but so there won't be a charge for those people because that's half the reason they're donating is to get the regular content right. so we sure. missed that window so there won't be a charge but we're at the end of the first three months so the people in the five buck category i don't know a real fan category maybe <laughs> hbb category uh they're gonna be we'll be doing a, a drawing for those folks because one of us is going to paint a model for one of them so to get in on this you have to be in it for three full months so Currently, only three people met that. Now, there's other people who are in for two of those months, and Mark, Ryan, Cornel, Brian, and Adam, 
they will be eligible for the next one. Okay. But Christian, David, and Isaac, uh, the, you needed to get in for that first month, so they were on top of it. So it's going to be one of these three folks. Okay. And um, so who's going to paint it? So, Well, I thought against my better well, we judgment about that we agreed that bit. I would. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so... Well, you agreed that I would. Yeah. So I, and because I am you're swamped doing with mission critical yeah. stuff. I, I think I and can it handle it. It might work out better because in July, yeah, you might have some little shit rats <laughs> running around. So, yeah. You never know. So. There's that. All right. So Johnny's going to paint this first one. And then um, do so you have the a, wiener? Do you have a D6 available? Or otherwise um, we could, I just assumed you'd have one around here somewhere. Yeah. Hold on. Okay, I got a fucking Wisco die. Oh boy, here we go. Give it a roll. So Each of these guys. Uh, One, two, Christian. Dice. Three, four, David. Yep. Five, six, Isaac. David, it is. David, Sundra. Three. Yeah. So, get a hold of us. I'll probably. I'm sure there's a way I can contact you through the Patreon thing. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. But we'll get in touch, and you can work out with Johnny exactly. So you're gonna get a man-sized model. Which in uh, Age of Sigmar could go up to 32 millimeter base <laughs> now, I guess. So, so just hit me up at pointhammer to gmail.com. Yeah. And then we'll get you sorted out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Are we supplying the model or is he? No, he'll supply okay. whatever. So All if right. it's like a character or something from his force, we can paint it up. But sure. Whatever scheme you want, or we'll work on that. It should be cool. Painting right. up single models, pretty fun. So and when it's done, it'll go up on the blog. And yeah, hopefully we can for validation catalog some of the process, perhaps, and depending, talk, talk about it. Depending on the model, we're looking at a four to eight week turnaround time. <laughs> oh, that that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I was thinking, thinking four to eight months. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off! All right. Uh, Other than that, sh- that, you that should be good. Yeah, get on Patreon and support us. These beaks are medium wet right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to get on the next one. This uh, David guy basically put up 15 bucks. He's getting a model painted by world-renowned painter Johnny Hastings. (laughs) So to get a high-quality model done, it's probably going to run you 50 to 100 bucks. So the value's there, but we'll give give them back any way that we can. So much appreciated. Click through the support page, pointhammer.com. Go to support. If you're buying anything on Amazon or eBay, that shit does help out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, we are... We've got We're the cost covered for the first quarter, 2018. First time in Point Hammered history, so that's good. <laughs> that's true. First time I haven't had to fund it completely out of pocket. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> it's madness. So, okay. Good deal. All well, right. we got to run. We're going to go out with some more Frank Turner. This is off the new Be More Kind CD. Here we go. Suck my balls. That's my beat. Let's make America great again. 